0: I mentioned last week that I wanted to share another miracle story with you. Actually, I want to share two. One is a personal story, one that I am close to. And the other is another true story. And it's about a girl, eight years old, and her name is Tess. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm sharing these Miracle stories with you? Well, there are two reasons. One, it's the Christmas season. And two, we're entering a brand new year. Every day is a miracle. But sometimes we see those big miracles that God puts in our way. And I think it's a good idea to let our children know when those big miracles occur. As I mentioned, This first miracle is about me and my family. How do I know it was a miracle? It's because my mother and my father would share it with us. Now, my father was born in 1908, and he was born in Alabama. When he was born, he was very sickly. And I remember him telling us that around about the age of 11 or 12, he really was not at the correct body weight, and he was very, very sickly. His mother and father was taking him back and forth to the hospital to see the doctor. One particular time, the doctor came into the house to check on my father, and my father overheard my grandfather talking to the doctor, and the doctor was telling The doctor told my grandparents that my father was not going to live. Now, my father was in the other room and overheard this. And the doctor continued to say, you might want to get everybody ready because he just isn't going to make it. Well, my father said at that point, he got down on his knees and he said, dear Lord, Please don't let me die a young man. Let me live to see the beauties of your earth. My father's prayer was answered. He lived to be 105. He traveled all over the United States of America, he traveled to Europe, he went to Paris. He went to Amsterdam. He went to a number of different countries. Now, the interesting thing is also years and years later, I was sitting and talking with my father and it dawned on me. I said, Daddy, Dennis and I were a part of the answer to that prayer. And he looked at me and said, well, yeah, it was almost like he already knew that. And you see, the reason I say that is because in the process of answering my father's prayer, God put Dennis and I in a position where we sent for him a couple of times for him to travel throughout Europe. He was, came to see us when we were in Germany, and he came to see us when we were in Brussels, and he went all over Europe. Once again, my father's prayer was answered. God answered my father, Reverend Moselle Myrie Sr.'s prayer. And my father served God and honored God in everything he did. This next story, again, a true story, is about a dollar and 11 cent miracle. You see, Tess was a precocious eight-year-old girl when she heard her mom and dad talking about her little brother, Andrew. All she knew was that he was very sick and they were completely out of money. They were moving to a rental apartment complex the next month because her father didn't have the money for the doctor bills and, and their house. Only a very costly surgery could save him now, and it was looking like there was no one to loan them the money. She heard her father say to her tearful mother, only a miracle can save him now. Well, Tess overheard this, and she went to her bedroom and pulled a glass jelly jar from under her hiding place in the closet. She poured all the change out on the floor and counted it very carefully. In fact, she didn't want to take a chance of making any mistakes, so she counted it three and then again four times. She was very careful in placing the coins back in the jar, and she twisted the lid back onto it so nothing would fall out. And she quietly slipped out of the back door and made her way six blocks to the drug store. She waited patiently for the pharmacist to give her some attention, but he was too busy at this moment. So there was Tess trying to get his attention. She twisted her feet so that they made scuffing noises. He didn't respond. She cleared her throat with the most disgusting sound she could muster, and he still didn't respond to her. Finally she took a quarter out of the jar and banged it on the glass counter and that got his attention. The pharmacist looked at her and was very annoyed and said, "What do you want?" "I'm talking to my brother. He's from Chicago. I haven't seen him in ages." He said this and didn't even wait for a reply. Well, Tess was not to be put off and she went and she said, "Well, I want to talk to you about my brother. She was just as annoyed as the pharmacist was. And she went on to say, he's really, really sick. And I want to buy a miracle. And the pharmacist looked at her with a big question mark on his face and said, I beg your pardon? Well, Tess looked at him and said, my brother's name is Andrew. And he has something bad growing inside his head. And my daddy says only a miracle can save him now. So how much does a miracle cost? Well, the pharmacist looked, and he felt a little sorry for the Tess at this point, and he said, "We don't sell miracles here, little girl. I'm sorry, but I can't help you." The pharmacist was starting to soften a little bit, and Tess was not about to give up, and she said, "Listen. I have the money to pay for it. If it isn't enough, I will get the rest. Just tell me how much it cost. Well, the pharmacist's brother was listening to all of this. He stooped down and asked the little girl, what kind of a miracle does your brother need? And Tess had big tears in her eyes at this point. And she said, I don't know. I just know he's really, really sick. And Mommy says he needs an operation, but my daddy can't pay for it, so I want to use my money. How much do you have, the man from Chicago asked. And Tess said, I have $1.11. And it's all the money I have, but I can get some more if I need to. Well, the man said as he smiled, what a coincidence. A dollar and eleven cents, the exact price of a miracle for little brothers. He took her money in one hand, and with the other hand, he grasped her mitten and said, Take me to where you live. I want to see your brother and meet your parents. Let's see if I have the kind of miracle you need. Well, that well dressed man was Dr. Carlton Armstrong, a surgeon specializing in neurosurgery. The operation was completed without charge, and it wasn't long until Andrew was home again and doing well. Mom and Dad were happily talking about the chain of events that had led them to this place. Her mom whispered, That surgery was a real miracle. I wonder how much it would cost. Well, Tess overheard this, and she smiled. She knew exactly how much a miracle cost. $1.11 plus the faith of a little child. Parents, can you see why it's important for children to expect miracles Do you see why it's important for you to teach your child that God answers prayers and we just have to know that he will answer them his way, not necessarily the way we expect them to be answered? Miracles happen. Have a sense of expectancy and teach your child to expect answers to their prayers. Pray with your child. And share with them how God answers your prayers. And yes, remember to parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRow.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.